Hey, Inevitable Mike here. I just want to thank you for listening to Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast channel for so long. We've done so many years. Finally found a really cool friend in Daniel Garcia, the owner and creator of Dane Comics. He's going to be my co-host. And I know what you're thinking. This is going to be a little bit different. The placard's a little bit different. That's because it's a different podcast. Now, unfortunately, I can't afford to keep up with all these different emails at different platforms, and different windows, and this, not. It's just complicated. So we're throwing everything underneath the Comics and Pop-Tarts umbrella for this podcast called Those Dang Reviews. Just look for the different placard on the podcast channel when you go listen to what is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and wherever else podcasts can be heard in this age of Wi-Fi everywhere. Also, check us out on X, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, wherever you see comics and Pop-Tarts. Now, I hope you enjoy this show, because we got a lot to talk about. Hey! What's going on, man? It's Daniel! What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new podcast called those dang reviews i'm your host inevitable mike and this is my co-host daniel one and only daniel garcia the one and only daniel that dang daniel (laughs) dang comics dang comics like those dang reviews mike mike i I hope you don't mind my cat meowing in the background oh that's fine that's we we need a mascot anyway (laughs) (laughs) he's nosy and wants to know what i'm doing Cat already knows, already knows. So then, yeah, everybody... she, these guys are up to no good. <laughs> these guys are up to no good. As so, usual, whenever we... I get whenever I get you on the phone, it's like we go to talk <laughs> comics and we spend the next hour discussing politics, talking about everything else under the sun. <laughs> and one of the things we talked about was, man, maybe maybe somebody should talk about reviewing stuff. I was like, ah, I've always wanted to do that, but I don't always get the time. Yeah, so, man. Uh, so a couple times a month, we're gonna be bringing reviews to your household via Spotify and other stuff. I tried to figure out a, a way to, to make this separate from Comics and Pop-Tarts, but uh, for right now, it's just going to be on the Comics and Pop-Tarts channel, which you can check out on Spotify, Amazon, and everywhere else podcasts are available, which is fine because I'm already on those on those platforms. So uh, you, you'll be able to find the episode via those dang reviews. Um, which is a play card that I'm going to make later for the show. But but uh, how, how 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 you doing, man? How's your week been? Uh, uh man, I'm I'm still working. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still taking phone calls for work. Um, it's it, it's been good, man. So far, I can't complain. I um, the Kickstarter is doing well. I'm about two hundred dollars away from goal. Um, for the Atomic Vamp Laser Wolf Kickstarter on Kickstarter right now. Mike, thanks so much for helping me push that. Um, and uh, yeah, man, other than that, just comics and work and, uh, and trying to keep my relationship alive. So, you know. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, actually, I actually finished a, uh, an assignment today. I actually finished it on Saturday, but when I was in Houston, the Wi-Fi there was weird. Like oh, every time you were inactive, yeah. it logged you out. So when I hit send, I was inactive. And uh, the client had, had emailed me today, which I didn't read till this evening. I was like, hey, man, I'm just waiting on that script. You said the weekend, but I ain't got anything yet. I'm like, damn it. 
stupid Wi-Fi. Respos, Respinadas, uh, Res, Respinita or Respinacito or whatever the hell that <laughs> hotel was called. <laughs> we stayed in. Um, yeah, and then I, I penned the first page of uh, Victim X tonight before we jumped on. Um, oh, nice, man. Yeah, how did um, how did that go so far? How's uh, how's the writing coming along? So, so I am taking. You know, we talked about uh, we talked about that character over the weekend while we were talking about politics and everything under the sun, including Callan Ka- uh, Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we yeah, we, did talk about, <laughs> we did talk about Kaepernick. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the victim X thing with like the short, and I'm gonna start it off, and then you know maybe reach out to maybe you and some other people see if you maybe want to take on the the visage and tell your own story. This story is gonna be about um. I've always wanted to see a sequel to John Q. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. In fact, okay. maybe, maybe one of these episodes we'll, we'll review it on the show and, and get political for a minute because it's kind of a statement movie. Yeah. But um, um, I, 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 I lost a child in, in 2018, I believe. Uh, it was only 17 weeks old. And um, we lost him at the hospital due to complications that uh, to this day, even after they did the heel clip and the biopsy, um, they still they still don't know. But it was a crazy story, man, because in the state of Louisiana, they don't recognize fetuses or babies underneath 22 weeks being a human. So they sent the the body. I know this is kind of morbid, right? Uh, <laughs> they sent the they sent the body downstairs to the guy who to the guys who ash the bodies and just throw out the crematory remains like dirt. And um, we had to, and the way we found this out was we were working with a crematory service at a, at a, at one of those death homes. And they told us that the hospital had informed them that they were going to discard the body. And I was like, what? Um, nobody fucking came up here and told me that. So um, I'm going to take out a little bit of my frustration um, because there's, there's no, there was no way for us to even report that on an administrative level. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, even if I went that route, it's like, oh, we're so sorry, we we didn't know what to do. I gave, I gave that nurse and the doctor a pretty good, a pretty good mouthful of verbal, as you as you should have, yeah, cool. anti-Semitism. But yeah, um, I thought it was really messed up, and it kind of pulled me into that whole conversation of, uh, what what do you consider life? Like, when does it start? <laughs> That's, so um, that's a whole that's a can of worms right there, man. Yeah. So the the beginning of the story is like a, a man and a woman are leaving, and he's like military, and she's all this she's she's all big, fat, and pregnant. She's trying to make it to the car, and a mailman walks up. He's like, "I got a package for you." Because while we were talking about the story, I was like, "Well, how does everybody get this this like this suit with with this you know badass stuff?" I'm like, "It's got to be people who already have like skills." So you know, he's a military not a veteran but he's an active military serving member who's about to have his first child and then of course we're going to squash his dreams and this child's going to be lost and the hospital's going to lose the child and then he's going to lose his mind because his wife dies and then and then the the hospital goes on pretty much a violent lockdown of the most rated r version of john q you could ever fucking conceive Uh, yeah okay okay and it's 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 more and at the end of course like he surrenders but at the at the at the end of it, it's more or less uh, kind of like, um, you know, going through life. You always run into people. And regardless of what your job is, you should always remain humble. 
and and no discourse to other human beings. So I, I began penning the pages of that uh, this this evening while I was in the writing spirit. You you, so, you, you are <laughs> a you are a true writer at heart, man. You you uh, I've never met anybody that's that, that's writing that, that's written or has been or or, or that is writing so, so many things that I have trouble writing five pages, dude. And you're like on like your second stomach. <laughs> So I I I, I, don't, I I don't know how you do it, man. You you are absolutely a, a professional when it comes to the comic world. My my my, I should get a placard for my desk saying a professional ADHD artist. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah when you sent me when you sent me all those, I, just so everyone knows, we um, Mike and I have sent back some ideas back and forth to each other, um, and uh, just to kind of get the juices flowing and uh, from a create a creativity perspective and uh and michael you sent me 17 18 ideas uh all <laughs> all, all readable all readable they, they they were just some only were a paragraph long uh and and i would say that the majority of them when i say majority i mean all of them uh in ranking order, I can't rank them because as I was going through, I'm like, this is really good. And then somewhere I was like, okay, this is good. I, you know, uh, but I don't know how you do it, man. I, I guess your your ADHD kicks in and you're, uh, you're just a type of machine. I don't know. They say something about um, the consciousness scientists have recently discovered that um, it has something to do with quantum entanglement. And every time, every time I read that somewhere where I'm like, yeah, I've been knowing that for a couple of years, I go, I go back to like, the the scientific conversations like on the history channel um where they talk about the the um oh fuck the the akashic record which is kind of what the show like netflix black mirror covers where like everybody who goes to sleep is walking on this plane of existence and then all these all these different ideas are, are constantly shared they all come from a pool of unity and uh the akashic record refers to it as like when you die your consciousness is, is assimilated back down to oneness. And that's where, you know, that's where all these religions point towards is, is a construct of life that is all in oneness. So where like most narratives in comic books and animation use um, hive minds, it's, it's very much kind of like a hive mind, but it's not the evil kind that like wants to take over and get bigger and, you know, be the next ego or, or the next Galactus, or the like, yum yum, uh, your planet okay. yoke. Okay. So it's um, I don't know, man. I, was, I, I had a rough child uh, childhood upbringing. It was always a broken home, and I always gravitated towards movies and stuff. Yeah. I guess I guess that's why comics kind of spoke to me as a career. And then I was always interested in like the film side of it. And so like every time I have an idea, like no matter what it is, it could be as simple as like. Like I I I, I'm, I got a roach issue right now, and I can't afford a bug guy, so I've been doing like all the at home remedies to keep them at bay, and like killing one every time I see one. Yeah, I just like got so fucking pissed off the other day because there was one you know on the sink as I'm making a sandwich, and it just kind of disgusted me. I'm like, I'm gonna write a four issue comic, and it's gonna be about a dude who shrinks that's himself even, down and kills all like the bugs. That's actually really cool. <laughs> that's actually really cool. You're like, if I could hook my fucking brain up to an AI computer that could reproduce this shit on a massive scale and like the 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 time it takes to snap your fingers, I would be a multi-billionaire. That, I think. L- let me tell you something, man. You're onto something. That A, I, I commend you for being so creative. 
and B, that's actually really cool. I think that's really cool. <laughs> you know, my um, my oldest daughter, um, when growing up, I grew up a lot like you, where for me, my escapes were comics. Um, I, I think I've told you, like, my neighborhood was really shitty um, when I was, like, a preteen, and we lived in some really bad areas, and eventually my parents worked enough jobs to where we could live in an okay area, but, <laughs> but um, I would carry my comics in a suitcase, uh, and I would hide inside the closet, like whenever the gunfire would erupt. So <laughs> nothing bad. <happened. laughs> Gotta hide my gold. <laughs> yeah, and I would hide in there, read my books and stuff, and and that was my escape also. So I I I yeah. I, I know what you mean. But my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, so she saw me writing comics when I was, you know, when she was younger, and I was younger, obviously, and um, and would always see me doing different things in the pop culture world back then. It was just you know being a nerd, I guess, but. Um, she started wanting to write too, and I, I know you have little ones, which is why I'm saying like when they see yeah. you, when I when they see you do these things, then they kind of pick up on it. Anyway, she uh, wrote a book, wrote it. She wrote in a story in in an, a horror anthology, and she's like, "Can you help me write it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." So she she takes all the credit for it, but she wrote this um the story and what when she was in high school and the idea was that the best students with the best stories got selected to be in this horror anthology so nice. she got picked yeah she got picked and the story was actually really cool when you were talking about bugs and stuff um the story dealt with uh if i get this right it's, it's been a while but it was a guy that worked this like nine to five office job he was miserable sat in some cubicle and um this new company moved in next door to the building where he worked and um, he wasn't sure like what kind of company it was that moved in next door, but whatever, he kept working, you know, no one paid really too much attention to it. So then uh, I'm trying to picture it as a comic or like a movie. Right. And um, the way the story went was that he worked his nine to five job. It really sucked. New company moved in next door. He, he worked, he worked in his little cubicle Next to the cubicle was this big air conditioning vent, right? So he complained yep. about the air conditioning vent all the time. Um, and then uh, as as the weeks went by, he started seeing bugs crawling all over his body. He's like, oh my God, where are these bugs, where are these bugs coming from? Um, and then he was, you know, he would he would complain to his managers in typical corporate fashion. No one gave a shit, right? So um, so he's you know, he was like, Oh my god, I need to go home, and he went home and he was started seeing more he would keep he kept seeing these these creatures crawling all over him and um he was like oh my god i'm going crazy he went to the doctor the doctor's like yeah you know here's some medication prescribed to you so of course you know just to dumb him down like a pill mill kind of thing they prescribed some some anti-psychotic medicine to him, whatever you know um started taking this medication the you know it's a short story so it kind of got to the point a little faster than i'm telling it but um yeah he goes back to the uh to, the, to his office and now these bugs are getting bigger and bigger like dog size cockroaches and bugs so he brings his weapon to work and starts shooting at these things uh, <laughs> and uh and like he ends up like killing a bunch of people at work and you know, he ends up getting arrested and thrown into an insane asylum uh and then uh like the last pages of the story as you're panning out of the um of the actual pages and like again i'm picturing it as a movie uh what had moved next door to him was like a toxic chemical plant that no one knew 
and the fumes had come through the vent and affected him only. Hell yeah. He was like hallucinating these giant insects. So, so, yeah, so he was killing the bugs at work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they weren't bugs. They were just, it was all in his, it was all in his mind because these toxic fumes had gotten to him. So then he brought his gun to work and started shooting stuff. There was no bugs. He was killing people. So, yeah. What the hell is your daughter going to school for? Mr. <laughs> Collin, dude, that, that's an excellent, that's an excellent masterful use of, of juxtaposition and foreshadowing. Yeah, uh, man. Like bot twisting, right? Because like, it, no, dude, those she weren't was... bugs, those were people. Oh, <laughs> what? She was, she was always like, uh, always picking over my shoulder and she would sit on my lap and I'd play City of Heroes or City of Villains or War, War, oh, Warcraft man. or something. <laughs> Yeah, you she was sitting back like, in the day. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, she'd sit right there with me, and we would we would do all these cool adventures together in the game. And so she kind of grew up in that genre of superheroes and stories and movies and stuff. And um, I was always trying to not to make this about my kids, but I would always try to do fun stuff with them. Like I would, um, I would uh, not not to sound corny, but I would always play like detective with them, right? So like they had to find clues that was strewn throughout the house. And I'd give them like a little magnifying glass and they had to find out how, what, how the crime was committed and stuff like that. Or like if we were driving down the street, I would always say to them, uh, look at this car driving by you. And they go, okay. I go read the plate. So they read the license plate. And then five minutes later I go, what was that plate that I read to you? And it was a game. And then they'd be like, Oh, I know it. I know it. And then they give me back the plate. So just kind of like, you know, like just, always making them think always you know giving them different reasons to uh just to you know be better and be more aware of what was around you things like that so i think that stuff helped speaking of never ending ideas um i i guess we should be respectful and say spoiler alert if you haven't fucking seen indiana jones and the dial of destiny which is out now on disney plus then you're listening to this and you continue listening that's on you we 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 don't we don't subscribe to the i'm sorry we didn't mean to say this right now shit because there's too many people out there with disney plus and and um not enough people to convict us of any real crime so feel free not to listen to this podcast if you don't like spoiler alerts (laughs) you said it best so so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I don't know why, and and we can get to that in a minute. Why this is even happening? Harrison Ford has has seen better years, but I think I think he's past his peak and prime, especially with like the show that he does. I think it's called Yellowstone on on Paramount or oh, something yeah. like this. Yeah. Hardcore rancher that teaches you about the the laws of of land and how it still very much applies to being shot off property. Um, it's really weird. The The pitch of the story is archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. And the larger version of this is the synopsis, which is a uh, daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history, accompanied by his goddaughter, Helena Shaw, who soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, a former Nazi who works for NASA. And for anybody who doesn't know, that's not fiction. We hired all the Germans who were supposed to get hung to build our defense program, yep. and wants to uh, recreate the world, world in uh, from World War II in his image. Um, did you watch the movie? So <clears throat> I um, 
I was told to stay away from the movie. <laughs> you didn't watch the movie? <laughs> I was told to stay away from it. However, I did. You read the clip. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did do enough of my research online uh, and, you know, of course, YouTube is the go-to um, to give to give some of the insight uh, on what I've seen and the ratings that it, that it got from the audience. Oh, man, I didn't even put the ratings in the sheet, man. What was the what was the rating score? So um, the and I, I'm trying to. It's a Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 69%. IMDB gave it a 6.6. And Collider gave it a 3.5. Three out of five, I should say. Uh, And then Google gave it a 3.6 out of five-star rating with 3,404 ratings on Google. Um, And, you know, as as I look through some of the reviews... And some of the spoilers, um, it, it's it's coined uh, the uh, uh, not coined. It's uh, it, it it's given a it's fun. It's wacky. It works. It's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what I meant to say, kind of uh, you know, coining the phrase. Um, uh, I guess if it works, uh, don't fix it, kind of thing. So I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure if that's. Uh, um, it's just so controversial because um, it didn't do well. And, um, and as a matter of fact, it, it did so bad that I didn't want to see it. And and Michael, I watched all the Indiana Jones movies in the movie theater. All of them. So for me not to want to see it, something had to have been wrong. Um, right. And I just aged myself for the audience. But um, I don't know if you want me to tell you what I thought of the reviews that I saw, or or if you want to kind of go into your thoughts first. Well, well, let's 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 do a deep dive so everybody's on the same page, including the people listening at home, right? Because you didn't watch the movie, but I did, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie. I just I, it's funny. It's funny because um, it, it's funny because uh, I pulled a quote from uh, the movie straight from Indiana Jones' mouth. And he says, I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life I've seen things, things I can't explain. And I want to segue into things I can't explain why they thought it was a good idea to do the sequel after such a huge time lapse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but I believe it was 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 he the guy that they put in uh in G.I. Joe, or am I getting him confused with the other guy again? Because Harrison um, Ford has a double that that works in Hollywood that goes by another name that I, I just can't seem to get away from calling him Harrison Ford. You're not you're not talking about um uh we're not talking about Clint Eastwood's kid, right? Because he looks a lot he looks like he, he could be like a doppelganger to some degree. No, no, he's he's younger. There's there's another dude that, that looks like Harrison Ford who was in um uh shit. What's the movie? The movie? Um the that one where like New York freezes over and shit. Oh 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 Oh, um, uh, uh, oh God, what was the name of that movie? The one with New York freezes over. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you right now who it is. Wait a minute. Oh, Dennis Quaid. My bad. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Okay. Yeah. He could be, uh, he could be like a distant cousin of his. Sure. I could see that. Yeah. In fact, if they wanted to do future stuff, I think Dennis Quaid is, is, um, uh, Dennis, Dennis Quaid (laughs) is the guy with the crazy brother, right? Randy Quaid. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Dennis Quaid did the G.I. Joe movie. I answered my own question. Dennis Quaid was General Fla- 
No, not Gerald Fly. Yeah, yeah. I okay. I I, I know you're talking about. I like I like Dennis Quaid. I like him. But yeah, like I I really can't believe they did the the sequel so fast. I, I are so so far away from the one they did uh, with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought was was. It had been several years. It had been some time. Yeah, yeah. and they a huge time lapse between that one too. But the the what's different, I think, between the Dial of Destiny and and the uh, the Crystal Skull se- uh, sequel was there was more of what was in the first three in the Crystal Skull and not in Dial of Destiny, which actually seems to portray Harrison Ford, uh, Harrison Ford's character as Indiana Jones as a broken man, much like his father was in previous yeah. films before he died. And I thought it was a really like a crude kind of like look at him now like okay so let's let's go into the movie real quick so everybody's on the same page and i want to do the deep dive facts first so uh the man with the hat returns for one last adventure indiana jones the dial of destiny uh finds harrison uh, harrison ford reprising his iconic role as our favorite on-screen archaeologist um for a lot of people that's not the case um i liked that uh treasure hunter show back in the day when xena was running uh with the really hot yeah yeah you're 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 talking about um um, Tia Carrera. Yes, Tia Carrera. <laughs> God, Schwing. What a, yeah, okay. What a woman back then. Uh, probably still is a woman looking now, man. Um, <laughs> Ford is joined uh, by a rich cast of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays um, Helena in the movie, which is his goddaughter, uh, Helena Shaw. Antonio Banderas plays a really funny role, um, but it's kind of sad because this isn't a very large role. He's called the Frog Man. They see he's an Italian boat diver. <laughs> uh, John Rice Davis, uh, Seanette Renee Wilson, Thomas Crenishman, Toby Jones, Boyd Holderbrook, which plays one of the bad guys, uh, Oliver Richard Richards. <laughs> huh. That's with an ERS, not a not a URDS. I mean, it sounds so weird. <laughs> Ethan uh, Isidori and Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know half of who those people. I don't are. know. You, you just named. You rambled off a bunch of names, man. I don't know who yeah. those people are. This is more for them than it is. For yeah, them. yeah. I don't know who anybody there. Um, is. Jones and Dial of Destiny was directed by James Mangold. He's done a bunch of stuff, and then I frown upon this next name with Kathleen Kennedy, who screwed. Star Wars, and then Frank Marshall and Simon. That's, Man, that's, a, whole, that's a whole. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, and then Spielberg and Lucas served as executive producers, which blows my mind because I, I don't know if Lucas had any creative control over the story. And I and I think I think part of the reason why they did this to Indiana Jones character is because they had to sow some like age. And we'll get to another question I really want to talk about because it was really really kind of foreshadowed in the movie. So we open up and. Uh, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones doing his thing on a train. It's run by Nazis, as usual. Um, it's the, the train's got a bunch of shit from, like, ancient times. And originally, they're looking for the Spear of Leonidas, which is uh, said to be the fabled spear that killed Jesus Christ um, from the Spartans, which makes time really weird, right? Because those are histories. They're supposed to be thousands of years apart from each other. Um, but I guess I guess the spear was passed down through the agents, also known as the Spear of Destiny, which most claim is underneath the Catholic Church in a giant vault with a bunch of other ancient shit um, that's supposed to give people human, human, superhuman powers or mm. godlike powers or something, you know, like a lot of the Odysseus treasures that he went on in his like Odyssey and shit. And um, 
there's this one particular person who has this dial. He's done research on it, but the spear ends up being a fake. And then he brought his little, he's brought his best, one of his best friends with him. Um, his name is uh, Toby Shaw and he worked with him at the, the British museum or at the London museum, whichever, whichever one they, that was way back in the day. I don't think he was in any of the other films. He might've been in crystal skull, but definitely wasn't in the original three. Hmm. So this is kind of like out of nowhere. They bring in this character that is supposedly indie new, which, you know, OK, that's fine. I mean, Indiana Jones did a lot of work for a lot of different museums and a lot of different people stealing okay. artifacts. Yeah, that, that, that definitely flies. Yeah, I can see that. You know, so, so we can we can believe that, right? Sure. You know? I, I don't see why. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were running through the forces, dodging, dodging arrows, jumping fences, trying to get away type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Right. And um and uh, they, they get this dial and Toby knows what it is, but he doesn't. He's just trying to survive Nazis. He ends up uh, facing the Nazi that, that captured in the beginning of the movie, and uh, he ends up getting shot right before Toby accidentally shoots Andy in the arm. And then this this guy who we come to know as um, as uh, Jürgen Voller uh, tries to get the dial right before they jump off this train and hit the water, and he gets smacked in the head by this I don't know one of those one of those things that you fly past in old school train days i don't know if it was like a light post or something but you assume that he's dead because like trains run at like 130 miles an hour so i don't understand how he didn't have like a cybernetic skull after this shit <laughs> but fast forward in the future toby toby gets the dial and he's done all this research but you know harrison ford is this old guy living in an apartment his love interest from the previous movies that he finally got to to i think they they closed the the story arc on that in like the crystal skull movie when like he finally retired i guess and and got to spend his life with his love and apparently andy andy jones at this point has had a son had a wife had a long life and then for some whatever reason his son has been killed we don't even get that. No context there. Huh. Which I didn't. I didn't even know he had a kid in Crystal Skull. He didn't have a kid. Nope. That I know of. Uh, wait, <laughs> that I can't remember. Wasn't Wasn't Shallow the Boa's his kid? I I don't I don't I don't think so. I thought Still, they alluded to that. Um, mm, I think so, man. I think so. Was 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 yeah, it? Yeah, I, I I believe so. Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that was. Uh, uh, let me see if I can get you a lifeline. Um, uh, <laughs> like to phone a friend, please. Yeah, yeah, let me see if I can phone a friend and see if. Uh, <laughs> but I believe that was the case. I mean, listen, it's been such a long time that we even freaking forgot. Um, yeah, well, I, I can only watch the Crystal Skull movie once. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> for starters, man, they do these long these long stories, and archaeology is fun. Topic of history is fun, and the adventure and stuff. Definitely in Crystal Skull, once they get to that like engorged island where it almost turns into like a tomb raider style yes. video yeah. game yeah. i thought that was fun with the the puzzles and the, it, the cat it, I, I i'm getting i'm getting a response i was just phoned a friend and <laughs> shia lebeau 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 yeah. i'm being i'm being corrected was in fact indiana jones's son Okay, so news to me. So for whatever reason, <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked, quite frankly. Because you are, you're definitely a lot more up to that stuff than I am. So I'm shocked that you didn't know that. I, oh, I am. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm stumped right now that you didn't know that. 
Um, my bandwidth only goes. So. <laughs> I'm just joking, bro. I know, man. You got a lot of information in your brain. I but do. Yes. Some of it's needless. Um, <laughs> well, so so do I. Don't worry. Because I want to, I want to get his name real fast. Like, oh yeah, that was his kid. It's his kid with the lady from the first movie. Her name was Miriam. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, from his first. Yeah. Movie. Yep. And he's in that movie too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in in the in the in the movie, his name is Mutt Williams. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, that's that's probably why I never really, and I I never really cared too much about the franchise to actually look into it. Um, because I honestly, dude, if I'm being I'm being completely honest, I didn't watch all the original movies until like three years ago. Oh wow! I've seeing bits and pieces of like TNT and TBS Superstation movie rerun throughs when I was a kid, but. I just one of those things that didn't capture my imagination. I was too busy watching like wrestling and you know biker mice on Mars. Oh, street. come on, that's that, that stuff is great too, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, um, the stuff that's coming back through like the Nelly verse right now. That's <laughs> the the stuff. Nelly-verse. Yeah, that's the stuff. That's uh, I had someone write me the other day about the uh, about the Kickstarter that I'm doing, and they were like, uh, "You really like extreme stuff from the '90s, don't you?" And I, I could just <laughs> picture, I could just, I could just imagine his voice. As I'm reading the as I'm reading the email, and it was like the the message. You like stuff from the '90s. You like extreme. And I'm like, <laughs> he sounded he sounded like Randy Macho Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Buzz, what was his name in, in the in the Spider-Man movie? Buzzsaw is ready. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I, I digress. Buzzsaw. <laughs> Get back down here. Yeah. Okay. Him for you. Snap into a Slim Jim. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You know they still use his fucking face on Slim Jim commercials, man. I almost bought a whole box one day. Listen, dude, like, I, I, I would, I would let him slap my mom. That guy was so awesome. <laughs> okay, Randy, Randy Macho Man. When I saw the dude, we're so getting off talking. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. Get back when, out of the- when, when, what? I just, I promise. One more thing. When. When I saw the image, because this is exactly when the world was supposed to end and Jesus was coming down and, and everyone should repent. I think it was the year 2012, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mayan Doomsday. The Mayan Doomsday. And yeah. there was an image when, like, the next day everyone woke up and we we're all alive and Randy Macho Man died. My most favoritist wallpaper that I had hanging on my phone and my, my and probably my computer for a long time was... Randy Macho Man from the top rope, elbowing Jesus in the head. I was like, "This is my new weapon." <laughs> stopped. He stopped the stopped the apocalypse from happening and took his life in, in, in the meantime. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Indiana Jones. I, I apologize. So his son is dead. Okay, William Huff is dead, or Huff Williams. Spoiler alert. But Mutt Williams. Sorry, God, who names their kid Mutt? Not, I don't know. Someone that really likes dogs, I guess. He must have really been mad at him for that bar thing. Um, that that is shitty. So okay, so he's dead. Harrison Ford's in his apartment. The space age has come for all of humanity. It has enveloped every country on the world. The Sputnik is upon us. The moon landing is coming. And he's this old, decrepit history teacher teaching people about an incursion that happened in Rome that involved Archimedes. Now, Archimedes Ooh. is an important figure in this in this movie because it's linked to the very disc-shaped uh, relic that they 
spend almost the entire movie fighting over that's broken up into three pieces. Ah, uh, the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Yeah, the yeah, basically the MacGuffin. Gotcha. Uh, the dial is called what? Because that was destiny. Yeah, the dial. It's called something specific. Let me get. Oh, that. okay. All right. Called what in dial? Well, so it, so they got more specific than the dial of destiny, huh? Yeah, so it's called the Antikythera Mechanism, and it was created by an Italian-Greek uh, historian and inventor. Archimedes, of course, you know, did a lot of shit with math, did yep. a lot of stuff for our, our, our astronomy, and uh, the, uh, the Greek, I, I guess his Greek town was getting set upon by Romans and in the incursion, and he was working on this dial. He inevitably ended up completing it, but basically the dial predicts fissures in time allowing those who wield it to go back to a specific point oh. in time and so basically the crux of the movie is um toby shaw has passed away his goddaughter shows up out of nowhere on the day that he retires from this college uh, when the moon landing is happening and uh, involves him in what he doesn't know is a predisposed nazi plot to hijack our timeline go back to world war ii where um the bad guy the fuhrer guy can go kill the the nazi leader and replace himself as the moon fuhrer and then recreate that's, the world image that's pretty deep dude yeah it's it, it you know i kind of feel like that that whole plot has kind of happened and we just don't know it because the 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 fucking the files that are kept by the CIA are so redacted, we just can't get the context. Like I kind of feel like this has happened already, but they they took this antithera or antikythera disc, and uh, Indy and and his goddaughter end up finding all these different pieces, and of course, you know, the bad guy makes the good guys do all the work. So uh, Indiana Jones goes to this guy named the Frog, and he takes him out Is to the Canadian. No, that's um, <laughs> that was um, that was what's his face's role, uh, Antonio Banderas's role. Oh, okay, yeah. Don't, don't say that name around my house. My my girl loves Antonio Banderas. <laughs> so, um, there the ship that crashed that supposedly had one of these pieces crashed around somewhere near Sicily, and so he had a buddy in Sicily that owned this boat, and um, because it's the seventies, right? This is before the Men of Honor. Right oh, before yeah. we start putting people in suits with air, That's you fun. like free fall down into the water and you only get like three minutes and you have to breathe through a hose. And this hose was connected to um, your little like upper repertoire thing, so it wasn't a whole suit, it was just like a, 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 a top body that okay. was closed off at the helmet. And um, obviously, the bad guys find them, they steal the part, and then she does this whole thing where she uh. Uh, betrays him for a bunch of diamonds, but at the same time betrays the bad guys and steals their boat and they go to the real place. And then for whatever reason, I had a problem with this in the movie. Um, the bad guys somehow knew during a really cheap montage that they weren't going West, they were going East. And so all of a sudden they show up in Sicily, kidnap this little kid. Okay. So this, <laughs> this, this goddaughter has this little kid that she picked up in, uh, Montanero or somewhere where okay. he tried to steal from her and like she promised him lots of money if she just stayed. So she's not really a real historian like her dad. She's really more of a fencer 
who was in debt to a, a mob boss somewhere in India. And so wow. she took the dial that uh, Indy took back from her dad after his after after we understand that uh, Indy took the dial from her dad because her dad was going mad about all like how the fissures work and we can't let anybody have it. And um, he was being like really reclusive and he was like negating his fatherly duties. And so um, we understand that in the transition. And that's how this whole adventure begins because she knew he had it from when she was a kid. She went to go seek it because it could make her a fortune so she could buy her way out of the mob in India after, you know, fucking a prince and, you know, ir irresponsibly not leaving without saying goodbye or anything else. I got I, I to tell you, you, you got me hooked. I, I think I want to watch this now. It's, it's a good movie for what it is. You sold me. You sold me on it. Okay, so there's this moment in the movie, okay, where Harrison Ford is like shirtless. And this is like towards the beginning after all the beginning stuff, like 20, 30 minutes in the movie. And you can see how old this guy is. I mean, for for a guy of his age, he's, he's got good body fat percentage, okay? It's like, man, I'm talking maybe 8, 10%. But like, you can tell like it's sagging. Um, he, he probably can't do stunts. Um, there's mean, no the, the man is like in his 80s, isn't he? Oh man, damn near close to it. I mean, he's like yeah. 70 or something so like all the stunts in the movie there wasn't a whole lot a lot a lot of them were like chase scenes or maybe him jumping over something um i know he did like a whip thing but he didn't do no like any kind of whip maneuvers like he did in the first three movies where he there was always something hanging there and he whipped it and then he swung past and either grabbed the girl or grabbed the boy but like it, it was it's just man it's like it was like for me it was like watching uh, Undertaker versus Goldberg at Crown Jewel. And I was just like, man, I've always wanted to see this match, but because of how old they are, they fucking ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah, that's like, uh, that's like, it's like watching. It's really Vince cool. McMahon and what's his face? Bischoff were jerking off to their own music song so long that they passed the point of doing a epic match. Um, and even like the ro even like the Rock and Goldberg match are like, um, Fucking Hogan versus Triple H. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I that's remember that. One yeah. of the things I wanted to talk about, like, when is too old old enough to so, not do? So, are, are you segueing to wrestling right now? No, no. Okay, well, I mean, all right. I just wanted to make sure because no, then okay. get, sit down and get ready because this is gonna right. be a whole conversation. I know, but so like <laughs> they 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 continue to use Harrison Ford, right? Because for some reason the industry thinks, and this happens in every facet of entertainment, the industry thinks that nostalgia sells because when we started making toys with Japan and Hasbro yeah. years and years and years and years ago, when we invented the like TMNT gets a toy and a TV show, and then merchandising happens. That's right. That's right. That was we that grew, was the good old days. We, yeah, we groomed though we groomed my generation to grow up and like these things. So now we have to do that, and I think there's going to come a time, and I think it's coming soon, where the industry is going to have to stop relying so much on nostalgia because people want more and more, and because because you've given a consumer base this idea of there's always going to be more. The nostalgia is going to go out really soon, especially with like the attention spans of today's like younger generation. Like fucking, like you can't get a million views on a, a podcast episode that's forty five minutes long unless it has some really juicy, conflicting shit. Yeah, it's got to be at least a minute and fifty seconds. <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta have something so controversial. 
Ah, uh, man, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. I, I think so. That's... Like, when is when is too old old enough for something like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? I mean, I don't, I don't you're a little bit older than me. Do you agree with that? I think it's timeless, though, Michael. I think I think that um, I think that stuff is timeless. I think that uh, you know, I think who was it the other day? Uh, I was watching something on TV, and uh, the kid, some kid, goes. There was some back and forth between the actors, and the actor goes in the movie. He's like something about Iron Maiden, and the kid goes. What's an Iron Maiden? And then the guy like jumps oh. out of the chair and he's like all pissed off. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, like, how do you not know who the hell Iron Maiden is? Even if you're like in your 20s now, like that stuff is just so timeless. You know, like I think I think some things don't lose their their importance to um, especially the pop culture. However, you are gonna have um, this is just me talking. I think you are going to have a lot of people that will will find um, n- that the newer stuff is more entertaining. Where you and I may go, that's stupid. We're still yeah. clinging. I'm clinging to the '80s. I'll tell you that '80s was my era. I, I literally grew up in the '80s. Like I, that was when that was when I grew up in that time. In the '90s, I was a little older, but my era is the '80s. And I'll tell you, I know a lot of people that are way younger than me that are like the '80s were awesome. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they were. So I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff is timeless, and some and some stuff is just um, it, it just falls to the wayside if, if it wasn't that important. I think. I mean, I don't blame you. Of course, your generation didn't really have to deal with you know Pentagon giving you know drones the, the autonomous ability to shoot humans on command. <laughs> did, did I? I, 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 I always. I always I always like uh, I always show my age whenever we start talking about like uh, comics from the '80s and the '70s, and I'm like, yeah, I remember reading Ch- Contest of Champions in the, in the '80s, and then right away you're like, some people go, what the hell's that? I'm like, you know what? Never mind, dude. I'm I'm so old, forget it. But yeah, <laughs> Champions of Norrath was the greatest Contest of Champions game ever made for PS2, and still remains to this day. Yeah, I mean, I remember in, that was one of my first comics that I ever picked up was Contest of Champions. Well, yeah. uh, uh, and and now it's like. You know, to your point earlier, like you know what you're saying, um, that stuff is making a comeback now. Like some of the, did you notice? And I again, I know we're getting away from Indiana Jones, but have you noticed? Like I don't know if the last time you were at a comic shop, but the the last couple of years that I I was I haven't been to comic shops really that recently. This nothing is worth nothing that I've seen has interested me. But um, the comic shops were being were buying Marvel comics. That were a dollar, that were being that were just reprints from right. the eighties, and they're selling them for like a buck, or in some cases a little more. And I'm like, wait a minute, Marco, are, yeah. are comics just regurgitating stuff from the eighties and the nineties because stuff is so bad now in seventies? Because stuff is so bad nowadays. Is that what's happening? And uh, the answer is probably yeah. I mean, there you know there are some there are some books that are out there now that are um, that look pretty cool. I just haven't bothered to pick them up. Just haven't been interested. But I don't know if you saw those, if you've seen that before in comic shops. I've seen that before in comic shops. Sometimes they end up marking up. Like you might be able to catch an old school book. I think I bought a, uh, an old run of West Avengers. Um, oh, cool. Like five issues. I bought it for about $15. They were about 2 or $3 a piece. Yeah. Right? So where, where they're supposed to be like $1 a piece, right? Because the value is like, fuck, we haven't had West Coast Avengers stuff. And I think they just started revitalizing that stuff here and there. Um, they're, I think they're about to kick off something new because they just released an entire action figure line from like 
back in the day where it's got Centurion, Iron Man, and 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 Tiger, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Ant Man in his like garbage uniform instead of you know the helmet and all the gizmos and all that. But like, I think there's the the point. There's like a there's like a, a point at time in the entertainment industry where they look back into their bag of tricks like they have with Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny and like, can we make this cool again? Because it yeah. made money. It still has the audience. Yeah. Some people are asking about it. We still yeah. see it in YouTube reviews and it just keeps popping up. But at like, what point do we ask ourselves, um, what what can we do that's like Indiana Jones? that could be as popular and we just start back over again because like i keep going back to wrestling metaphors man but but because i understand the business so good so if you don't supplant your roster with new talent that comes up and offers new challenges to old old school wrestlers and challenges their style and maybe their message or their brand then it doesn't become conflictual anymore it becomes less of an entertainment value than it it used to be and that's kind of like if you notice from like this is this is war era where Raw is war and then the attitude shift and then the PG shift with John Cena after his little thugonomics phase and then the whole PG thing where the rock came back and now they're kind of going back to the smash mouth age where it's it's a bunch of different groups this and groups that and they're growing and now you have a new competitor, AEW, they like took over and kind of split the fan base in half and they're offering the same kind of talent, talent splitting up, going over there because they're constantly reinventing themselves. And I've always applauded that about wrestling. And I wish the entertainment industry as a whole would take note from that and, and do something new like Paw Patrol. I know it's for kids, but it's it like, it set the stage for them being like these heroes, but also they turned into superheroes and then, into race car drivers and then there's this whole you know our best friends are man type thing which you know spca might have a little bit of issue with, but, but well, it, they they did something new with a new brand and they grew it to this enormity where like they're at their second feature film and i'll be damned if they don't have book lines toys uh, educational programmings it's non-go it's on it's non-stop is what I'm saying. And they took a chance on something new. So, like, Paw Patrol will now be a thing fucking forever that this, like, my my kids' generation will talk about when they get older instead of, like, Ninja Turtles, which probably still be around, but it'll be different. Well, well you're, you're a Ninja Turtle fanatic. So, like, I, I think that... Um, okay, so you're onto something here because here's the thing. <clears throat> um, can you name for me right now the and and this is just for sake of conversation because we're talking about I, I think there's a lot of really good topics here that I think that we're kind of like extrapolating from Indiana Jones. Can you name for me right now, just name for me right now, four action stars right now, four action stars that you not just you, just this is a question for everyone listening. Name for me four action stars that are as popular as the action stars from the 80s and the 90s. Give me four. Uh, Jason Statham, Keanu Reeves, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and... No, no, no. Arnold's Arnold's old school. Oh, that's great. Jason Statham. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, um, damn it. Uh, Ah, okay. You see? You see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. 
and Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I do, but check it out. So I just kind of stumped you there, right? And you're a yeah. movie dude. You're a, you're a pop culture. <laughs> you're a fucking pop culture guy. Like you are the guy. We have covered. Okay, so okay, all right. Listen, Steven Seagal, Wesley Snipes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Michael Dudikoff, Harrison Ford, Sylvester Stallone. I just I just rambled off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine names without even thinking twice. <laughs> okay. And what movie do most of those people have in common? They put oh, I'm forgetting Dolph Lundgren, of course. So Dolph, I just threw out for you a bunch of names of people. They had to make a fucking movie. They had to make the expendables because they everyone wants to see those people in a movie still. You know, so like I think that to your point earlier. I think that like wrestling, the same. No, wrestling is a little different because I think wrestling is one of those timeless things that new stars come in, new stars leave, old stars leave. Ric Flair is still wrestling for crying out loud, you know. So yeah, but, he's retired like three times. <laughs> yeah, man. But like you know, to what you were saying earlier, like the new stuff, I think just doesn't the old stuff trumps, and no, no pun intended, but the the old stuff trumps the 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 new stuff. I think by by such a long, it's just so hard to fill those shoes, you know. Um, in so my would, opinion, brother, that, that's you, that's would, my opinion. Would you would you say that we're we've just set an example of maybe there's some type of confirmation bias in the in the content that we absorb from generation to generation, and maybe maybe that's why companies tap into that, you know, because new content is great, but they don't want to maybe lose their old subscribers. And maybe maybe some of it is more more along the lines of like, remember that Sylvester Stallone guy? What's I wonder what he's been up to for you know a minute? Yeah, you know I, I really loved I really loved his uh, his TV show by the way, where he's uh, a mobster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Tulsa Kings is called. What, was that any good? Because because I'm I'm a Sylvester dude, Stallone fan. Was it good? Dude. Tulsa Kings kicked ass. I'm I'm okay. so mad where they left it because they didn't leave enough for me to like bite onto. But it was, it was it was cool. It was cool. It gives okay. you that old school mobster feel, and uh, it still very much shows him as a badass. There's a scar thing, but but it, it was a really it was a really good show. I highly recommend it. But uh, but yeah, I mean I could I could jump on board, and I I do think there's some type of like bias when it comes to nostalgic stuff, and I think it has a lot to do with the way that big companies use psychological marketing to market nostalgia, like embed nostalgia within a brand of something. And so like, it kind of blew my mind when I watched it because you said that it's, it did bad, but actually I, I pulled the numbers. So the budget for this, which is usually overshot by every fucking movie that Disney has done this year, 294, Two hundred ninety-four million yeah. or two hundred ninety-four billion seven hundred, which I thought was fucking wild, man. Like, what did they put in this movie? Because, I mean, the CGI gone up that much because there wasn't a whole lot of it used in this film. No, yeah, man. maybe maybe for like the the Romans fighting. Yeah, right. So so like towards the end of the movie, I guess I left this part out. Um, the bad guy gets what he wants, but not really. He overshot his fucking destination by like a two thousand years. And they end up going back in time when the Romans are invading the island of Sicily with Archimedes there. And the Romans oh, shoot down these planes, calling them dragons, 
which I thought was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Indiana Jones tries to stay because at this point in his life, he's like, my wife left me. My son's gone. I've got nothing. You didn't listen to me. This would be the greatest moment in his life to spend his remaining days with Archimedes, one of the greatest minds of history and science. And uh, and he ends up getting knocked out. And this is the spoiler part because I'm about to complete the fucking end. Unless you don't want me to because you haven't watched it. No, no, dude, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, please. Okay, so so Indy tries to tries to stay. Okay, um, the bad guy dies in a horrible fucking plane crash after um, after uh, Helena Shaw shoots him. And uh, they die in a plane crash, and they end up getting saved, and it's the end. And he wants to stay, and Helen is like, you can't stay. You belong where we came from, and if you stay here, you fuck up time. It goes whole goes back to that whole that whole theory of, like, if you move one thing in time, that you might cause a cataclysmic domino effect, and it might change everything. Like, you being here might actually make World War II in favor of the Nazis type thing. And wow. so she ends up punching his fucking face and he 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 knocks out, wakes up, and I and I laugh because when he woke up, there was the there was the clock, and then there was the dial, and then next to it was the actual spear of Leonidas. Oh wow! But like they don't talk about it, so it's 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 almost like she put it there to say, "Ha ha!" <laughs> I had it this whole time. Like I found it while you nice. were sleeping. That's cool. I like that. It yeah. was funny, but like he woke up, okay, and the 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 dude's still there. Um, that Indian guy. That that uh that was in the older movies. What's his guy? What what's what's his name? Which uh which one was which one's he, he always he was he was the he was like at the dig sites and he always seemed to help Indy out when he needed a place to go. No. Or, oh 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 was he was, Indian? He, um uh, he, the was, beard? He, he was Egyptian, yeah. Oh, okay. wait a minute. That that isn't the same guy that played uh um in uh, Lord of the Rings, was it? Is that what you're talking uh, about? He played um the dwarf. Oh no, I don't I don't think that was I don't okay. think okay. I hope not, because if not, then you can crucify me because that's a huge movie thing. <laughs> <I left out. laughs> well, well, was he in the very first Indiana Jones movie? You wanna say yeah? I'm trying to I'm trying to look, man. I don't see no face shots of him. I think you're thinking of I think you're thinking of the guy that played uh uh what was the dwarf's name in Lord of the Rings? He man, oh, maybe he played one of the kings or one of the other older ones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was the last crusade. It's this is, this is gonna bother me. He was in the movie though, but he was there with his oh, there he is. He played Salah, it's John Rias Davies. What what else did he play? What what other movies was he in? Um, oh, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, thought. He was he was Gimli. He was Gimli. Yeah, yeah, it's Gimli. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shit. Uh, he yeah, also did, he also did. I didn't know that he did two voice roles for that new Batman number. That's cool. He's been around uh, a long. He's been he's made some really crappy movies too, but that guy's been around a long time. Oh man, I love him. His voice is so renowned. Wow, Every time, yeah, dude. Like it's like it's like hearing Paul Harvey come back from the dead. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um. But yeah, he was in it, and then the his wife came back. Yes, and that's was, right. Okay, was, I did see was, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all like, "Why are you here?" And next thing you know, they go out for ice cream, and that's kind of how the movie ends. It was like, I guess he kind of gets his life back because he's a stubborn old goat who couldn't bear the shame of going back to his wife and talking. 
which if you look at the like the whole story like it didn't have to be told that way he could have just been like here's the dial and then it could have just been about him trying to get to his wife and maybe that could have been like i don't know um but she looked she looked she looked she looked old age did not she was not kind to her so i can understand why she was not like taken captive by the movie like by the bad guys in the movie like usually what usually happens to Indiana jones yeah um i think i think overall the movie is okay i just i think the sequel of it kind of happened a little later than it should have and I kind of feel like this with comic book creators too. And I know you, you know, I've talked about this. So equating this over to the metaphor of when you do one, do the second one, do the third one, yeah. finish the fucking story. Yep. Like if there's more stories to be told, I know Hollywood and, and all the other entertainment industry likes to do the, the rule three, right? When you release one, one thing, it has to be a trilogy or else nobody wants to pick it up. Cause it's the only way they seem to want to build a franchise. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't do bad in the, in the movies in 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 U.S. and Canada. It did uh, one hundred seventy four billion four hundred eighty no one hundred seventy four million four hundred eighty thousand four hundred sixty eight dollars. The opening weekend in U.S. Canada was was uh, was a little lower. It was less than half that. It was sixty sixty million three hundred sixty eight thousand and some change. But worldwide, it made three hundred eighty three million nine hundred sixty three thousand fifty seven dollars, which if you add those first three numbers together, then they they doubled their budget, which is nice to see for Disney and them because, you know, Lucasfilm and all them underneath one giant monopoly because we all know they're a monopoly. Yep. <laughs> Definitely a monopoly. They, they, they've been crashing and burning lately. Like Oppenheimer beat all the Marvel movies and all the DC. Barbie beat everybody this year. Um it's it's definitely a shift in the industry. I think I think 2024, 2025 could be an interesting time for movie theaters and even for screenwriters as more more things start to pick up for for more interesting stories that aren't so franchised like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Do you think do you think that this is going to be the last Indiana Jones? Because yes. I feel like yes. I feel like they killed the sun off, which. You know, if Shia LaBeouf was open to it, I know he hasn't been because he, he got out of the, the life. There will never be there will never be another Indiana Jones. I I, I don't you think. Really I think, think this is the end. I think so, man. I think that this guy's. I think he's too old. He was. I think if I remember, if I remember correctly, I think he did this as like a favor, um, uh, to someone. I think. Listen, don't quote me on it because I know I've given you. <laughs> I've given you quotes on stuff before, and I, I know you were like, "This guy's freaking crazy." But if I remember correctly, I think he did this like as a favor, or or he was asked to do one last movie, and he kind of agreed to it. Um, but what I mean by that is that I don't I don't think there'll be another Indiana Jones, um, in the sense that who who do you get to replace him, man? Like I, I don't know, like I just uh, Tomb Raider, but. Tomb Raider here is going to be all about like, I don't know. I hear that they're mucking that up too. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. We got a good Tomb Raider. Hell, even Jolie was great. Yeah, they're going to screw it up, bro. They're going to mess that up. They lost me on the sequel with all the supernatural shit. I'm like, this wasn't in the video game. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're (laughs) going to screw that up, dude. Tomb Raider now is going to be probably probably another, another conversation for another day, but but they're gonna screw that up, man. I, I, I've heard some again more rumors about like who's playing it and, and what their what direction they're taking it in, and 
it has to do with that whole agenda that more, that 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 DC has been pushing. So okay. um, I don't know if anybody listening is a big DC fan. I just so everyone knows, I bought stock in Disney. So um, not because I, I I I don't like what they're doing, but I I, I do think the stock's going to go back up again. Uh, and when it does, I'm hoping to make some money. But um, um, yeah, I heard that someone from from um, from DC from the Marvel or Disney World has has some has some hand in that. I think it was even the actress that was in uh, the last Indiana Jones movie. So um, I don't know. I, I I think Tomb Raider is probably not going to be any good anymore, just like Indiana Jones was. And until we can get out of this whole BS woke stuff, uh, I think movies will continue to take a decline until we step out of it. And and I think that's going to come sooner than later. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of reading some of the interviews that that like places like Variety has done, like Bob Iger coming out and saying we had a big meeting, yep. and the woke shit's over. Yeah, no more creative uh, freedom for any of the directors and writers. Everything will be quality controlled now on. Yeah, we're man. But the problem more, is we're going to put more executives on sets now. Yeah, everything's got to be pre-approved. No here's the problem with that, shit. Mike. The problem is this. Like, my brother and I were talking about this not too long ago. Here's the problem with that. How many movies do they have in the can? They've got probably a dozen movies already made. So either what they do, shit can the movies and not make them and put them out? Or not make them. I mean, not, not put them out now because people are, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to do whatever they want. So I think they're going to continue putting crap out until um, until someone finally says... Uh, all right, dude. Either we, you know, we're not making money, and we need to stop making these stupid, crappy movies, or or we're going to continue taking a hit by actually, you know, going through. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, who know, who knows what the who knows what the future will hold. Um, I just know there's a lot of uh, tomfoolery going on right now. So let's see what happens. Oh, hopefully, the future holds lower budgets. <laughs> just, just, but but if but if you look at Discovery, man, that Batgirl movie that they had that they yeah. were going to release on HBO was yeah. completely done, and that dude at Discovery watched it and was like, "This is rubbish. We're not putting this out, even though it's already been made. People already got paid, and they already spent like a million dollars on marketing it." He was like, "Nope, kill it. It's dead." <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't want to lose a buttload of money in like, um, you know. Good, good, good for him, man. That's that, that was. You're just damaging. You're just damaging the uh, the image of of whatever studio made that. You know, in my uh, opinion, I think if it's woke or not, it's just if it's made, fuck it, release it, get your money, get your money, then say no more. You know, you know <laughs> like, yeah, get it's your like money. When your dog or your, yeah. It's like when your dog or your child does something wrong. It's like you can't beat them. It's already done. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> can just pull their like... hand. You know, pat their nose. Be like, all right. No more. Just say it. No more. Stop. Yes. <laughs> put a chicken. In, put a chicken and make a gay. Yeah. So um, that they, was, it was it was kind of eh, in the middle. Like it was really long, and and it really picked my pick me up until I got to like the uh, the the time travel shit. And I was like, ooh, until and that's what carried me to the end. Even though it was cheesy as fuck, where like he reaches out the window, and grabs the hat, and everybody's like, they're gonna make more. Yeah. And because because he keeps saying like I'm back now now you say that that's the last one I asked this question for a reason thanks to the SAG after stuff with yeah. them not moving forward with AI they did make it optional for those 
who are interested in giving their image to AI to continue making stuff so long as they got paid. Now, Gene Simmons and Kiss just announced that they they just announced and dropped their avatar images that will be going on to perform more Kiss on into the future. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. Timeless. Timeless, bro. Like that, so, that's what I was telling you before. It's just timeless. So with AI being a component in this equation, maybe him grabbing the hat was him saying, hey, I don't mind AI taking my face so long as my family gets paid. And I think that's going to be the next big civil war when it comes to entertainment and, and rights. And it, it, we already had, you know, battle one, which we kind of lost. And I say we, but I'm talking about everybody doesn't agree with people doing stuff and not getting paid for it um, properly. You know, like a lot of people did during a lot of Marvel movies that were made. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I but, mean, um, but, hey, listen, you could be right. Maybe the, you know, the cash cow isn't, I mean, I don't know. With this last movie, is it even worth doing anything after all the money they 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 lost maybe you know let's see i look man i i um even though i didn't go watch it um and it, it just i just all the conflicting reviews i should have made my own determination on whether i wanted to watch it or not is my fault i think the older i get the more i'm like eh, i don't want to see that unless it's got certain things like <laughs> i won't go listen i won't go see another marvel movie the last one i saw was black panther and the only reason i watched it <clears throat> was because of uh of the Ch Chad, uh, I don't want to slaughter his name. Chad, Bo Chad Bozeman. Yeah, um, that's the only reason why I watched it because you know he he passed away and and I and I felt like a certain way about a certain way Wakanda forever. Yeah, man, I I felt a certain way about it and I was like, you know what, I, I need to go see this because this is gonna sound corny, but I guess like out of respect to him, I wanted to watch it. You know. Ooh, um, Sure, yeah, the, the dance from that movie did justice to his memory and stuff. Yeah, and like at the very end, uh, spoiler alert, at the very end there was something really, really cool that happened, which I, which I, I was, it, I, I walked out of the theater like feeling, you know, sad about what happened and about his passing away. But, um, but anyhow, that was the last Marvel movie that I watched. I probably won't watch anymore unless they go back to the whole, um, uh, you know, using using the tactics and the techniques and the strategies of the old Avengers movies and going back to that, you, you won't catch me watching another Marvel movie. I, I just don't, I just can't. I, 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 it would be, it would be hypocritical of me to go. And, and <laughs> seriously, I like, I, I feel like the biggest hypocrite because I just, I just won't, man. I just won't, I won't spend my money. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the crown jewel was after infinity wars uh, part two, that was kind of it. Right, <laughs> right, right, and again, this is probably a whole other podcast for another day. But yeah. I, I, I think that um, going back to Indiana Jones, uh, I'll circle it back. Um, being the biggest die, I wanted to be an listen. I wanted to be a freaking archaeologist when I was a kid because of Indiana Jones, and and just the the direction of the movie and the um, you know, especially I, I'm going to catch up. You may catch a lot. We may we may catch a lot of flack because of this, but I liked Temple of Doom. I, I enjoyed that movie and, and and I thought I thought it was action at its best, man. That movie was just everything about it I thought was just awesome. You will not find that kind of movie unless you're watching Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, I think did something like that, where it, it kind of emulated that same direction and action style. I was yeah. I, I loved Top Gun and when I watched Maverick, I was like, holy crap, they did this movie justice. There was no political agenda. They weren't worried about who was gay or who was what race, <laughs> enter race here. It was just a fucking movie that was awesome. 
you will not find that correct me if i'm wrong you will not find that type of movie anymore by just throwing a rock at it like like we used to be able to do in the 80s and the 90s blood sport top gun oh blood sport uh, uh days of thunder um um kickboxer uh dude even even some of the more dramatic movies like the godfather which i know was a lot a, a long time prior to that but the godfather oh, God. uh uh weekend at bernie's dude which is a freaking ridiculous movie weekend at, you, you that just, was one of my mom's favorites come on man you just don't you just don't see that stuff anymore dude like uncle, any, buck. <laughs> uncle buck bro planes trains and automobiles bro. Yeah, you yeah. just don't you just don't see that stuff anymore now it's all about like who's the wokest and who's the most who's the most appealing to what agenda and if you don't match that then you're 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 a racist and you're a terrorist just because you don't like that stuff and it's just it's just stupid i think we've i'm, I'm going off on a tangent i love the indiana, indiana jones but just with the state of things and the way that things are right now even godzilla the new godzilla just came out has blown away tons of movies in the theater because that's what people go to the theater for that's why people pick up comics is to get lost in their own world for a moment and not to be not to have stuff shoved down your throat because some billionaire tycoon wants you to or some billionaire company wants you to to you know to pander to their to to their agenda i want to go to the movies and i want to read stuff because it it brings back nostalgia for me or puts me in the moment not because i'm not because of some giant conglomerates telling me to go watch it because if i don't i'm I'm a racist, so um, <laughs> or, or or I'm a misogynist or something, you know. Just you know, and I think we've gotten away from that. So for me, Indiana Jones, um, it's it's sad to say, man, but I'm probably not going to watch it because it just seems like Disney engulfed it with their agenda and they drowned it in their agenda, and it's it's clear. Um, and I like to make my own. I like to make my own um, reviews of of stuff that I want to watch on my own. I don't want anybody to to tell me what to watch. And I make I don't watch Fox, I don't watch CNN. I watch stuff that's outside of that because I want to I want to make my own opinions on things. Yeah. So when I was watching the reviews on Indiana Jones, even with the Flash, Mike, with the Flash, everyone's like the Flash sucked. I'm like, dude, how could the Flash suck? Even though it has a lunatic in it, what's that guy's name? That Ezra Miller. Even yeah. though it has that lunatic Ezra Miller in it, I was like, how could the Flash suck? It's got Wonder Woman, Batman, the Flash. Like, how could that suck? I got 15 minutes into it when when Wonder Woman showed up and tied the lasso of truth around Batman's arms and he was like talking like he was a 12-year-old kid and not this like 40-year-old badass detective. I turned it off. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I went to the next thing. I think I watched uh, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub or something back in the it's a 70s semi movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro, I think I put something else on. I think I, I put on fucking, I don't know, like SpongeBob or something. I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm finished. He pulled the he pulled the Mortal Kombat ripcord. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not Batman, bro. What's the matter with you people? Like, I, I, uh, I, I finished the Flash, man, but like, I was not okay with the Flash thinking that the greatest place for that baby was in that microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of. That was a lot. Of that people. was a lot for me. I, I really had. To, I was people like, my finger was on the button. Like, should I continue? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, didn't, they, I didn't really get a whole lot of agenda from this. This. This Indiana Jones one. I just yeah. there was a lot less of the nostalgic Indiana Jones and more of the Shaw, and it was more about like the time travel and it had some good messages. But for an Indiana Jones movie, it's definitely not in the top. 
where you know the old ones are. And in fact, I think the way that the serialized canon works right now, except for maybe Temple of Doom, um, it's pretty accurate as far as ranking goes. Like the first one's the first one, the second one's the second one. Uh, <laughs> even the last Crusader, that was cool. It just tied some shit, you know, from like Indy's past with his dad. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you really. It's it's hard to hit Mark Two. When you've when you've shown up with Mark One and a lot of franchises battle that with like, hey, we release this and like everybody's one of one of everybody's favorite Star Wars sequels is um, is uh, Empire Strikes Back, even though Return of the Jedi had more like Jedi action in it because it had a better story. But like in, in comes number one. And it, it's not number one, it's actually number two, because the number two is number one. That's I think that's kind of what happened to Indiana Jones, at least for me. I, I give it a, I give it a, I'll match the 3.5 rating out of five. Okay, right. I was going to ask you what you, I was going to ask you what your review of it was, and uh, 3.5, okay, all right, that's your review. Um, uh, I, I give, just to give you an idea where I, I kind of fall, um, I think Raiders out of five was probably a four and a half um i would give the same thing for temple i would give it out on four i thought it was a good film and then um last crusade just come on man how, how do you how do you compare <laughs> with uh with having um mr james bond in that you know i uh, know you know how do you how, come on dude and and harrison Ford? It's a no-brainer dude it's a no-brainer <laughs> i'll take the rapist for, for 500 yeah that's therapist. Yeah, that's he was in. He was in. Um, did you ever watch those? Uh, the Sean Connery, uh, uh got Jeopardies with Alex Trebek and, and Will Ferrell played Alex Trebek. Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't think so, Dude, man. If please. I'm being honest, the, the only Sean Connery movie that I watched, I think, was um, that movie he did with the Extraordinaries. Okay, so the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, do me a favor when we, when we hang up today. I need you to please do some homework. You're always giving me homework assignments. <laughs> please, <laughs> I need you. I need you to go watch on YouTube. I'll find it and I'm gonna send it to you. I'm okay. gonna find it. It's I'll go the, watch it. Yeah, bro. I will send it to you ASAP. The 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 Jeopardies with Will Ferrell, and he plays Alex. The I think Alex Trebek is dead, right? Uh, Alex Trebek and Sean Connery. Oh my God, bro! You're gonna piss your pants. It is hysterical. It is so good. Uh, but so I give that a, a 4.5, uh, not maybe a 5. I thought those movies were just awesome. Uh, Temple of the, uh, not Temple, what was it called? The the, the Skulls? Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? Yeah. I give that around a 3.5, maybe maybe a little higher. But So that that's how I would rate those movies. So if this one rated that low, then so be it. I think I think Indiana Jones. I don't know. Maybe they turn into a cartoon show and they're animated by a new voice later on in life. That's kind of where the future might go. <laughs> I don't know. I think the AI thing is gonna is gonna pan out. Now, since you brought up action stars earlier, and I don't want to be over overly doing all these popular movies because most of them land in the Disney pit. We'll do something nostalgia for the generation that doesn't know what the fuck a beeper is um, <laughs> that may not know what the fuck um, James Bond is outside of Casino Royale. Yeah. So uh, out of the action star names that you named, 
Okay. You get to pick the next movie since I picked this movie. I, I, I would be honored and, and we can we can certainly review the hell out of it and I and I would I would love to do so. <laughs> so uh what good I'm gonna put you on the spot. Out of those action stars, what movies were your favorite? Or can you think of a movie that we could both watch? Of course. Are you kidding Which me? Blood I, can Which a, I can name a bunch of them just right out the right out the gate. Did you ever watch Dolph Lundgren's Punisher? Yes. Okay. Did you ever watch the movie Dark Angel? No. Okay. So check that one out. It's it's I think it's mislabeled as I Come in Peace, but that isn't actually the name of the movie. I believe it's called Dark Angel, starring Dolph Lundgren. Don't quote me on that. If you look up the movie I Come in Peace, that's probably the first movie that'll come up. It stars a young Dolph Lundgren with the villain being a martial artist that I used to know as a kid. I'm, I'm talking in the early 90s. And uh, and he's been in a ton of movies, a ton of B-movies. And uh, and the, the quote of the movie is, I come in peace. And I shit you not. That's exactly when you watch that. If you watch that on YouTube, that's what the guy and he fires. He has this. He's like an alien from like the some future. And he shoots these like discs shaped item uh, uh, weapons at you. And they're literally DVDs is what they are in the movie. But people, you know, this is back in the early 90s when no one knew what the hell a DVD was. But and they they zip across the room and chop people's heads off. Dude, such a good movie. Um, yeah, it's it's on the cover. It's got like a face and the buzz saw. Yeah, bro. I come in peace. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good movie. Okay. Um uh, dude, homework assignment, you got it. I'll take care of that. I I, I got this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that that and then that's that's the end of the show, everybody. We we did the we did the due diligence on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. If you're interested and you want to waste a good eight bucks a month, you can go get Disney Plus or waste twelve bucks and get Hulu. Uh, which Hulu doesn't have that much crappy stuff on. It's actually got a lot of good stuff. I'm yeah, I'm watching Hulu's, Castle right now. Hulu's pretty good, so. man. They, uh, there was a um, a Hulu movie that just uh, um you weren't you uh, no one's coming to save you. I believe it's called. No one's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list. They, oh my god, dude! They, oh my not a single. There may have been two sentences uttered the whole movie. That goes back. Oh my god, dude! I'm 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 killing myself here. <laughs> that goes back. That goes back to what I told you earlier. That it's so hard to find these types of movies nowadays. That is one of those movies. If you have not watched it, Michael, you have got to watch that. You've got to watch that. But I, I I'm going to send you the YouTube. With uh, Alex Trebek right now, so you get that. Okay, awesome, man. All right, guys, I, I hope you guys had fun uh, listening. Uh, we'd love to know what you think uh, in any comments down below. Any links that we talked about, uh, stuff that we're going to put in there, will be in the show notes. And we hope you come back to another episode, which you can listen to underneath the Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast logo, and Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google, Apple, and wherever else Spotify's can be listened to as we enter the age of there's fucking Wi-Fi everywhere. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So if you like movies, then come check us out. Daniel Garcia and Inevitable Mike. You guys uh, have yourself a fantastic evening. And Mike, it's always an honor speaking to you, my friend.
Hey, moviegoers out there, you love movies, you love television. We might not do a whole lot of television, but we might mention it. But we love movies. And when I say we, I mean me, Inevitable Mike, and my wonderful creative co-host, Daniel Garcia, the creator and owner of Dang Comics. If you like movies, you love to listen about them, you'll want to hear a couple of guys chat it up, talk about what's new, what's old, what's good, what's not. Tune in to those dang reviews here on the Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast channel. Probably not your best source for movie reviews, but definitely will be one of the most entertaining sources for news when it comes to movie reviews. Thank you.